say good black don't crack, they're not wrong. What's your secret? But if we think that to look better is to certainly get a better spirit in our heart and uh, to work every day to become a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better sister, then those values and attributes alone will make us more beautiful than we are now. Fear it, own it. Take a minute and know that you are this power. Put out the fire that our ancestors lit that carried us. Teach our children to claim their destiny. I say it's in the reach of my arm, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman. Phenomenal. How can fat girl be the best anything when cat woman is around? You know exactly who I am and what I'm capable of. Just like I know exactly what you are. Awesome. Okay, we're live. Awesome. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, so again, uh, hello. Good evening. This is Letitia. I'm one of your hosts of Divine Femininity Podcast. Um, I'm here with uh, several of our other empresses. Oh. Well, we lost one. I'm sure she'll be back. Um, we had Empress Monica here, too. Um, and we have Angie, and we also have Martine. But I, um, I wanted to let everyone know you can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. But we do prefer that you sign up with otwtube.com and listen to the live radio show at onthewakeupradio.com. So um, my name is Letitia. I'm one of the of the several hosts. And then we also have Empress Angie and Empress Martine. It's a pleasure again to, to meet and see y'all. <laughs> uh, and uh, just want to let everyone know if you're 18 or over, you can call into the show at 844-818. 433. And ladies, if y'all want to just go ahead and introduce yourselves to the uh, audience and then we will um, move forward with tonight's show. Our topic is going to be... We've got several topics. Yeah, we got several things going on. Yeah, polygamy, Karens, the mandates. Oh my God, you name it. So what does it all mean? That's going to be the topic for tonight. So if y'all want to go around and just introduce yourself, take a couple of minutes to introduce yourself, give your IG handles, and then we will move move forward with the show. All right. Well, um, I'm Martine Thomas. My handle on Instagram will be LilRock513. I'm a mom of two, married 23 years. Uh, I'm a Taurus. And really a very earthy person, but on my spiritual journey and trying to navigate all of this in this in this 2021. It's Monica. Um, my IG handle is BrooklynQueen125. Uh, and from there, you can hit on my link tree to see everything that I got going on. Um, I'm a Virgo. I'm a mom of four. And uh, Born in Brooklyn, raised in New York City. I currently reside in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be in the presence of such wonderful goddesses here. Thank you, Empress. It was nice meeting you face-to-face over the past weekend as well. Empress Jackie? 
Hi, grand evening, queens. I am Jackie. I am a mother of four beautiful girls, three of my own, one bonus. I am on the, uh, my IG um, is lovely. That's L-U-V dot L-E-E-J-A-Y, lovely J. I am actually a promoter here in the DMV area, um, former uh quality assurance officer in transportation. I've retired myself, running my own two businesses, Mistress Anju, Joni Products, working for 2020 Farmers Co-op, working for Melanated People. I'm all over the place. I'm doing a little bit of everything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, doing it all for my people. And it's wonderful to be on this platform with you. And thanks to the Queen's sister, uh, Cindy. She's amazing. And yeah, let's Let's move forward. Appreciate you. Thank you, Empress. Empress Nelly, you want to introduce yourself and give us your uh, information. If you have a business, share that and uh, your Instagram handle if or website, whatever you have to share. Please share it with us. Sure. Peace, sisters. How are y'all doing this evening? My name is Nelly. I'm Chief Operations Officer for MelanatedPeople.net. Um, you can find our social handle is... Um, Melanated People Social um, underscore network, I think, on IG. Uh, you can find me on melanatedpeople.net. And that's all I got right now. That's what's up. Awesome. It's nice to put a name with a, a kind of a face behind melanatedpeople.net. Uh, I have an, an account myself with Melanated People. So uh, definitely want to support our, our own platforms. Empress Angie. Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm Angie. Um, I actually also have my own podcast on Sydney's um, On the Wake Up Radio, and it's called Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. That's my IG. And then also, um, Boricua Angie is also my regular page on Instagram. That's peace. Thank you, Empress. Empress Martine? Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, uh, we've got Cat Daddy's Kitchen. We make treats um, that are edible. Um, we've got them infused, non-infused. Uh, I'm a mom of two special needs, uh, also becoming a homeschooling teacher. And if you want, would love to support, um, the bakery, that would be underscore cat daddy's kitchen, um, on the Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Empress, thank you. uh, thank you for being here with us, Empress Martine. Uh, Empress so Crystal, if you'd like to take a couple of minutes. Hi, sorry about that. Um, That's okay. This is Crystal from California. Um, I run a small production company called Lions Den Productions. We're a film and photography company. We do short films, um, music videos. I write my own short films. I've directed um, a couple short films, and I do a lot of the producing of them. And you can find us on IG at Lions Dens, L-I-O-N-Z-D-E-N-Z, -E or wearelionsdens.com. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you again for, for joining us this evening on the wakeupradio.com or otwtube.com. Call in at 844-818-4433. If you would like to join this conversation, you must be 18 or, or older. So Divine Femininity 
is is the name of this podcast. We have a bunch of uh, divine feminine women on the stage, and we're going to talk about what does it all mean. And so we're about to roll a clip on pushing the mandates. An urgent warning to the 100 million Americans who still haven't gotten a shot. If you allow the virus to freely circulate because so many people are unvaccinated, you give it yet again another opportunity to mutate even more, and you may wind up with creating a variant that in fact is eludes the protection of the vaccine. On Monday, the Department of Veterans Affairs announced it will require vaccinations for all of its doctors, becoming the first federal agency to mandate inoculations. The state of California and New York City ordering their public employees to soon show proof of vaccination or be tested weekly. Individuals' choice not to get vaccinated is now impacting the rest of us. To better protect children, Pfizer and Moderna are increasing the size of their vaccine trials for kids 5 to 11 amid rare reports of heart inflammation. But in the hard-hit South, vaccination rates remain dangerously low. Alabama has the lowest rate in the country. This month, hospitalizations there have soared 326%. Medivac pilot Ricky Hamm did get the shot, but tested positive three days later before it fully took effect. He spent 187 days in the hospital and now has this message for skeptics. Nobody wants to go through this. And a lot of people that went through this didn't come out. Is it worth not taking a shot? That to me is stupid. As for those possible booster shots, federal officials are still studying the need for them, but Dr. Fauci says they might likely happen for older Americans and those with compromised immune systems. Missy. How do I raise my hand? Oh my goodness. <laughs> go ahead, Ellie. Please speak. Uh, this dude had a whole damn oxygen thing on his face. Somebody please help me understand. <laughs> Three days? Three days, bro. You about to lose your other lung. What the hell is you talking about? You advise somebody to take the damn shot. You better be glad you was able to make it to that damn interview. Yeah, he took it, and then three days later, he contracted COVID after taking the shot. So he had the shit when he took the shot. <laughs> it's, I'm on the. I'm. I'm this, truly just sitting back and waiting, uh, just waiting. I, I'm. I'm. You know, I, I don't know what to say. It's just. It's so much speculation. It's so many different stories. It's just, it's, it's hard to kind of piece through. Um, all you can do is just try to keep yourself healthy and, and the best way and most natural way possible. Absolutely. I agree. I was talking to my cousin today who lives in Texas. So my cousin is um, staying with friends because her apartment complex decided to sell the, the complex out from under her, she didn't, she wasn't able to find a place in, in time. So she's living with a friend. So her friend went and got the vaccine. And then the friend gave the whole house COVID. So my cousin's got COVID right now in Texas from her friend who got it at the house who had said she was not going to get the vaccine, but went and got the vaccine. Then looking at everybody in the house funny when she brought them home, when she came home vaccinated, and now she has given them COVID. 
I wonder if it's the same lady I know, because I'm here in Texas, Martin, and there's a lady who's a friend of mine. She's a nurse, uh, and she got the COVID shot, and her daughter now is fighting COVID at home. Mm. But she works as a nurse, so she could have got it from anywhere. I don't know, or she could have got it from her actual, you know, well, I, right. inoculation or euthanasia, as I call it. Mm. I'm trying to understand why anyone still believes anything the media says. Thank like, you. There's been so many things that have been revealed about what a farce this has been. I just don't understand why anybody believes anything the media says. I don't either. I don't understand what why you trust the government. It, you know, more importantly, you know, they they the mainstream media we know pretty much works hand in hand from, you know, uh, certain operations, the CIA documents that have been revealed on uh, on a grander scale. So we know they they try these manipulation tactics on a regular through media. So. Yeah, people are, I think, are mesmerized by the media. Like, they keep it on repeat. And that's all they hear all day. So that's what they believe. Hey, Angie, you got any uh, any ideas on this gentleman who got inoculated? I just, every time I hear things from my friends when they're telling me about, my friends will send, one of my friends will send, like, at least, I don't know how many articles talking about um, COVID and if it's spreading, if there's a new variant. And I'm just so tired because I, I got vaccinated. I ended up getting the Pfizer and I was scared at first. Cause in my mind, I was like, man, if I get this shot, what's going to happen? I was just scared, but I took, I got both shots and I've been fine that I've noticed. Um, no weird, nothing had swelling, none of that, but I just think it's ridiculous because it's like, they tell you get the shot. Then they still want you to wear the mask. Then if then you could still catch it. So my mind is just like, what is the whole point behind this? I, I don't I don't get it. And then I'm thinking for the fact that now they're talking about there's a new variant. And my mind is like, are they putting that out there now? Because the other people who didn't want to get vaccinated, maybe this is just a way to control. I don't know. Maybe we have to start wearing masks again. I, I really just don't get any of it, but I'm just tired of it. So are you in New York? York? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, y'all tend to have tougher laws when it comes to that type of stuff uh, so i could see where your concern would be yeah or would you i mean do you mind sharing do you feel like you would get a booster if they're saying you know that's next i i really don't know i'm not sure <laughs> i okay. just know i just know my friends i it's funny because i probably my friends would be the ones to say hey we're gonna get that and that's what happened the first time and at first i was trying to tell them like no i'm not sure about it but I ended up doing it, but we'll see about this one. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, now we kind of can get an idea when we have one of our sisters here ha that has has gotten, you know, and she was candid enough to share that she she's uh, what I call euthanized. Uh, but, of course, you're still with us. Um, Empress Crystal, do you have anything you'd like to discuss on this or um, yeah, I was I agree with her, though, about the um, the theory. I think once people weren't getting it enough, all of a sudden we came out with this new variant. I think it's very suspicious for one. 
And now they're saying that it does, it's not really even helping the vaccine. The vaccine's not even really helping. I know too many people that have gotten the vaccine that are sick or um, in a couple cases where they've had a, a mild can like cancer in the first stage. And as soon as they've gotten it, um, it progressed to the point where they, we, we've lost them. They died within months after, or less than a month after getting the vaccine. So I'm like, is it progressing the situation? It just makes me too nervous. And I have an autoimmune disease, so I'm very hesitant on getting it at the moment. Um, and I noticed the other day I was in the elevator and everybody made a joke about, oh, um, are you going to care on us for not wearing a mask? And everybody's like, well, I'm vaccine, I'm vaccine. And then they started putting people down that weren't vaccine. And I'm like, well, now I feel I can't get it. So you guys are looking at me wrong, but I'm scared to get the vaccine with my immune system going. So I don't know, or if they mandate it, are we going to be okay? Am I allowed to still go places even though I'm not allowed to get it at the moment? Right. There's so much behind that question, like mandates. And, and we got, um, we've got two or three of our hospitals in the Austin area that are now mandating all of their employees to be vaccinated or euthanized. Um, so that's, that's pretty major for a hospital to tell you to take part in what is really one of the greatest experiments going on on the planet of, uh, of this earth. So, um, yeah, I would, I, I myself being a nurse, uh, I would not get it. Um, but that's my, my, you know, educated information. I look at that. My educated guess is not to take something that has not been out long enough. So that's, that's how I view, you know, um, I view getting inoculated at this point. Um, these tests usually run for upwards to maybe 10 years before they even gave out any, anything to the public. They used to just do experiments for 10, 10 years sometimes. So um, it, it just seems a bit much to me that something come out in less than a year and it's already been being uh, uh, given out worldwide. So, but um, unfortunately there is, the CDC did um, release a statement today um, with regards to that Delta variant, um, I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to see that uh, Business Insider quote CDC says fully vaccinated people spread the Delta variant and should wear masks. This new science is worrisome. End quote. So what are y'all thoughts now knowing that this comes from the CDC, who is all the, these folks are trusting who have gotten a uh, quote unquote vaccine. What, what are your thoughts, Natalie? So that Delta variant, that, that statement that the CDC made about the Delta variant coming from those that already been vaccinated. I believe that I figured that was going to happen when they started making it mandatory that people get the shot, even though it wasn't regulated. So at the end of the day, it's like the only thing you can do, knowing that piece of information, boost your immune system, like work out, keep your cardio up, make sure that you keep an eye on your breathing and stuff like that. But I mean, what else can you do other than get the shot and be another test tube? But 
or a guinea pig or a lab rat, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you, uh, Nelly. I mean, we definitely need to do our due diligence whenever it comes to to stuff like this. You know what they've done? They did. They've done to our people from medical apartheid. Um, all all the experiments they've they've performed on us, and this is just a grandiose experiment that's being performed on everybody, in my opinion. And they really don't give two shits with who gets it. Even their own people will be casualties of war. So um, I think, you know, we're going to kind of see how this all plays out, you know. And then uh, next we're going to talk about Karen. Karen is at it again. Bring it on. Bring it up on. with Karen. That's right. And y'all ain't changed shit. You've been here for 22 years and y'all old ass sitting over here looking at this shit the same way and you ain't doing nothing. Y'all thieving ass bitches. All y'all doing is stealing money. That's what y'all doing. That's why you mad. Y'all fucking thieving ass bitches. Y'all thieving ass bitches. Y'all thieving ass bitches. Make me. Make me. Make me. Make me. Make me. Get off your ass up here. Make me. Get off my fucking property. Make me. You better back up. You better back the fuck up. Make me. Oh, you heard it. I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. You want to call somebody a nigga? I'm a nigga. Yo, you crazy. Look, now, now you're not. Now you're not on your property. Now you're not on your property. Now you're in the motherfucking street. You are call me a nigga? You are call me a nigga? You are call me a nigga? Did she not walk her like a dog? Listen, I had to watch that video about 10 times. <laughs> they said that she should have been put on a leash before they put her out there on that street like that, though. Um, I don't know about the rest of you sisters, but when I see these uh, self-entitled uh, women doing that to us, and they think that it's something that they can do and get away with. Um, you know, talk down to us, call the police on us um, when we're not doing anything but existing. Um, it, it breaks my heart. You know, it breaks my heart. But more so than that, it makes me I'm livid to the point that I wish it was me that was there. But I know that I wouldn't have stopped by dragging her out in the street. It would I would have been in the Amish jumpsuit easy easy so i mean it there has to come a point in time when they they're seeing themselves because all of these videos are now going viral that they see themselves and everybody see them that you know it's the the gig is up it's over nobody is tolerating that behavior anymore and um uh, yeah, that I I hate watching videos like that because it blood it it boils my blood. Yeah, I think um, it it definitely makes you know makes us look at things differently because we typically aren't ones to to do that in general. We allow people to get certain people to get away with shit. And let's just be honest, the, the white savage will get away with whatever the fuck they want to, but we'll go kill somebody over some sneakers, right? I mean, that's just how we've been, we've been programmed to forgive our uh, oppressors. So, you know, this young lady, she felt the need to, 
defend herself. She did invite her to her property. I don't know if anybody knows the legalities of what she did, but she I saw her invite her, but then she disinvited her. So I don't know. What do y'all what are y'all thoughts on, on how that's gonna play out? You know she's gonna be charged with something. They're gonna try to give her the hardest time that they can. Absolutely. At least five. At least five years. They're gonna try. Mm. Um but you know, we, we have to we have to practice patience when we do um come across these situations. Uh, because we already know that uh, you know we really don't have a dog in the fight in in courts, um, and the courts have been stacked. We we have to keep that in mind. During Trump's term, he made sure that he stacked the courts. Um, so when we know that those things are against us, then we have to we have to measure our our reaction. We have to take a couple. Um, we have to count to 10 and take a couple deep breaths before we react um, so swiftly. However, um, you know, from 400 plus years, it's very hard to do so. You know, when you're tired, you're just tired, period. Empress Monica, I saw you had maybe had something to add to this. Yeah, um, basically everything she just said, like, when I saw the video, then yeah, my mind first went to, okay, how is this going to play out in court? You know what I'm saying? Because of how the court system is set up. But uh, I do think like what she, um, what we were alluding to was basically learning how to stay on code, let them act out, you know, get that on film, let them act out, let them show themselves continually and uh, and and basically just, you know, stay in our square when it comes to situations like that. Because even at my job, and I, I, I work for the post office, they will provoke. Like they're trained to pro provoke and they know uh, the things to say and the things to do to elicit a reaction out of us. So we, we have to get a, a, a leg up on that because we, we already know what they're gonna do. We already know. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have to we have to learn from history and what it's shown us. I mean, and that in order to not continue to make the same mistakes. And they know that a lot of times we become docile to to the savage. And so they know they feel like they can do push it to that point where you're calling this girl a nigger in her face. And she thought she was just going to walk away and be good. What you know? It's like, for real? You think you're just going to say that and nothing's going to happen? That's hate speech. So, Crystal or Angie, did y'all want to add to the conversation at all? I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was crazy, um, especially when they came up with the, the name Karen. And up next tonight, a disabled man is minding his own business using his electric wheelchair to go through a mountain bike trail. He is quickly blocked and stopped by a male Karen who is infuriated with him. He says that he is not allowed to be using his electric wheelchair on the mountain bike trails and demands that he leaves immediately. The disabled man says that he is doing nothing wrong and attempts to get past the entitled male Karen. Let's check it out. Nice job. Seriously, dude, you're not supposed to have e-bikes on this thing. Uh, this is a handicap piece of equipment. And? And what? Show me the rules saying that you're allowed to do this. You're serious? Who yeah. are you? Come on, buddy. You're you... breaking the rules at the park. You it's a handicap piece of equipment. I can't walk. 
I said it. You're, is this your husband? Class act, brother. You're a class act. You guys are a class act. You know the rules. Class the act. I mean, you're... you to be there, bro. Yeah, dude. Wow. Class are you act. Are calling the cops about this? It's like, like, this is like, these are the police. There is a firestorm tonight over what happened three days ago at a Starbucks in Philadelphia where the police were called in and two black men were arrested. This video, captured by a witness's cell phone, shows police talking and later handcuffing the men while they were waiting for a friend. The men wanted to use the restroom, but the manager said that per store policy, they couldn't since they didn't buy anything. When they wouldn't leave, she called police. How crazy is this? Two men arrested for waiting to meet someone at Starbucks. You see, this, this here, this is why black people should always show up late. <laughs> yeah, if you're early, it's loitering. For our safety, black people, we show up late everywhere we go. <laughs> In fact, maybe th this got me thinking, maybe it's not true that black people are never on time. It's just that we only know about the ones who show up late because all the early ones got taken away. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> And I know, I know, I know there were some people saying, well, why were these guys in Starbucks doing nothing, huh? Why? Well, because that's what Starbucks is for. <laughs> Everyone is doing nothing. Well, maybe, maybe, got us thinking. Maybe all we need to do is change the people who connect civilians to the police. Well, for years, 911's been handling calls that turns out aren't actual emergencies. Hello, 911, there are black people. Ma'am, stay calm. I'm scared, too. The officers are on their way. So we came up with a program to help white people decide if their emergency was an actual emergency. We hired a black operator. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, I'm on the train, and these black people are talking, and it's loud, and I think there could be a fight. Okay, sir, so let me get this straight. You called 911 because black people were talking loud? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Okay, good. Here's what I need you to do. Stand up, walk to the window, and throw your bitch ass off that train. No, he's just walking down the sidewalk, but it feels threatening. Girl, bye. Is she a bit unorthodox? Yes. But it's been efficient, and she's almost entirely professional. Almost. So you're saying he's a 6'4", African-American male, broad shoulders, driving a Benz? I need you to look closely at him. Is he wearing a wedding ring? Uh, no. Stay right there, I'm on my way. It's a scenario that's become all too common where a minor incident results in a white person calling the police on a black person. In this case, a nine-year-old black child was accused of sexually assaulting a white woman at a Brooklyn deli. She was immediately given a nickname. There you go. There are officers down the block. They want to go on the floor. Corner store Carolyn. Corner store Carolyn. I love that now black people are giving white ladies their nicknames on the spot. <laughs> no, because it used to take a couple of days, but now it's instant. It's almost like black people are thinking of nicknames for every white lady they see, just in case some shit goes down. <laughs> it's like walking around like, okay, she would be lower your voice, Laura. All right, that one's bathroom Betty. Oh, rooftop Rachel. I actually hope she calls the cops so I can use that one. <laughs> so, corner store Carolyn joins a whole bachelorette party of white women who have called the cops on black people in 2018. Right, barbecue Becky, Permit Patty, uh, Pool Patrol Paula, and just like them, Corner Store Caroline was not gonna let anyone talk her out of calling the cops. No, I 
want the cops here right now. They're, they're videotaping. That's right. The son grabbed my ass. And she decided to yell at me. And I am going home. Goodbye, number one operator. Now, why don't you upload that to World Star? Okay, uh, first of all, goodbye, 911 operator. <laughs> White ladies call 911 so much, they just talk to them like they're dating. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, 911 operator, you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay, on three. One, two, three. <laughs> Are you still there? Oh, me too. <laughs> I love you, 911 operator. And you know a white lady is going too far when other white women are trying to stop her. Go yeah. away! What is your problem? Who are you? I don't, I'm, I'm pulling you out. You, you just like call the police on a child? Go away. No white lady, I will not. Okay, no. So wait. So wait. Now white ladies are using the term white lady as an insult? <laughs> And here's the thing, I'm just saying, like, even if we never knew what really happened, she was in the wrong, in my opinion. Except we do know what happened, because there's a video, and it turns out that kid wasn't grabbing anything. The store's surveillance video tells a different story, clearly showing the boy's backpack accidentally brushed against Klein. Yes, it was a brush by a backpack, not a sexual assault by a nine-year-old. Those two things should be easy to tell apart, unless this was the kid's backpack. Then I'd understand. <laughs> and honestly, like, we can joke, but it's hard to watch the story and not be reminded of Emmett Till way back in 1955. False allegation against a black child by a white lady. It's the same ingredients. But the one silver lining in this story is this. Two days later, Corner Store Carolyn went back to that same store. And somehow, the whole hood was there <laughs> waiting for her. Back in Brooklyn, last night, a dramatic scene. Klein returned to the store and reviewed the footage, taunted by a crowd. What is the boy's hand? You can put that on World Star. Weekend was the first weekend of summer, and you know what that means. Same thing as every weekend, white women were calling 911 on black people. This morning, a California woman is facing outrage online after a now viral video shows her allegedly calling police on an eight-year-old black girl selling bottles of water with her mother on a sidewalk. She calling police on an eight-year-old little girl. You can hide all you want. Yeah, and um, illegally selling water without a permit. The woman identified as Allison Edel now being dubbed on social media as Permit Patty. This comes after several widely reported instances of white people calling the police on African-Americans who are living their everyday lives. Phoenix has also started to become notorious for how bad its police force is, with a record 44 police shootings last year. Yeah, more than any other large city in America. And now, thanks to cell phone video, we get to see it for ourselves. Growing outrage tonight after an extreme reaction from Phoenix police to a little girl swiping a doll. Cops in Phoenix threaten Aisha Harper, a 24-year-old pregnant woman with her two young children by her side. The video starts after the family pulls up at their babysitters and are approached by police with guns drawn. Phoenix police officers at times sounded like hitmen. Get out the f***ing car! You are gonna get, get out the Right now. Sweet Jesus. 
I'm gonna put a cap in your head. That's what the cop said. What happened to protect and serve? Like, I'm sorry, everything about that video is wrong. Right? Not only is the cop screaming, like, the woman is the one pointing a gun at him, but he's talking about busting caps, like he's a lost member of NWA. There's no, there's no excuse for this. Like, there's no excuse. Unless maybe the cop says he arrests people in the way that he thinks that they speak. You know, maybe he's like, hey, yo, black man, get your ass on the ground. And as for you, S.A., you better stop acting like a pendejo. <laughs> and you, Belgian guy, I don't know how you speak. Waffles, waffles, waffles. <laughs> now, what makes this whole thing worse is that this family wasn't robbing a bank or holding people hostage. You know, this was the cops responding to a call about a four-year-old who took a Barbie doll out of a dollar store without paying for it. Yeah. And, like, I'm sorry, guys. You don't need to show up like the SWAT team to rescue a Barbie from a little girl. <laughs> if anything, you should be rescuing the little girl from the Barbie. <laughs> should be getting there like, little girl, watch out! That Barbie can give you a warped sense of what a woman's body is supposed to be! <laughs> and as traumatic as this experience was, thankfully, thankfully, no one was shot. And honestly, I don't think it's because of the officers. I think it's because of the well-trained civilians who happen to be on the scene. The woman behind this cell phone video asking to take the kids. Oh, look at these kids. Can I get the babies? Excuse me? Excuse me, can I get the kids? Even the bystanders, you can hear them saying, calm down to the police. Hey, hey! Whoa, sir, calm down! And can someone just, like, you know, defuse the situation here? I'm sorry, guys, but this is ridiculous. How do civilians know how to act like the police better than police know how to act like the police? How? And you would think, you would think cops cursing at civilians and pointing guns at a four-year-old child would be as bad as the story could get. But what makes it even worse is that if we didn't have these videos, those cops would have been able to paint a very different picture of how this all went down. Major differences emerging between the police report and the video captured by witnesses. Nowhere in the report does he mention yelling, you're going to get effing shot, or I'm going to put an effing cap right in your effing head. In the video, Officer Meyer clearly kicks the leg of the handcuffed father. In the report, though, he writes, I made him spread his feet. You know what's most troubling about this? Is that it makes you wonder how many people have been arrested and put in jail because everyone assumes the police version of the events is always the truth. But if you're a groundhog who encounters a cop, your story might not end so well. well. Some people in Maryland are upset a police officer shot a groundhog that was apparently trying to block traffic. Yeah, video shows that animal running toward the deputy, which made the deputy think that animal was dangerous. The sheriff's office declined to comment on camera, but sent us a statement explaining the deputy saw traffic stopped on Liberty at White Rock Road, investigated and found the groundhog blocking traffic. Quote, he realized that it was not responding as expected for an animal that was not being cornered or trapped. Get the f out of here, man. Are you being serious? First of all, white people are calling the cops on groundhogs now? <laughs> like, what's next, sunsets? Officer, please help, it's getting so dark everywhere. <laughs> and also this poor groundhog. He was just two weeks from retirement. <laughs> and now the worst thing is they, they shot him and they're acting like it was his fault. Yeah, attacking his reputation. He was not responding as expected for an animal. Oh, I didn't realize there was some sort of police groundhog protocol. <laughs> like, what, is he supposed to put his hands up? He doesn't have hands! <laughs>
But you can tell the poor little groundhog had no idea what was going on. Like the cop is on one side, that is on the other side. I wouldn't be shocked if the cop was giving confusing directions. Like, get out of the road. Don't move, don't move. Get on the ground. He's like, I am on the ground. I'm a groundhog. I hug the ground. That's how I do. I hug the ground. I feel like even though as many times as they've seen always like a white woman being exposed for, you know, the... And it's funny because it'd be for the most stupidest things they're complaining about, but it's just like they still don't learn their lesson because I feel like now that we have technology, once they have you and they're recording you and then that goes on the Internet, forget it. Um, I seen what happened with the the last lady in Victoria's oh, Secret. No, excuse, excuse. Uh 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 uh. Now you are. Oh my God! You. Oh my God! Uh, uh, do you see this? Oh my God! I'm ne I never thought nothing like this would happen to me. She just tried to run and hit me, and now she. Did you see her? You saw her, right? They all saw her. Oh my God! Karen had a breakdown. She tried to hit me. Ask your workers. She tried to hit me. She tried to hit me. Now I want security for you. You should have thought about that before you did what you did. Oh my God, this shit don't even feel real. This do not feel real. Y'all can have to get security. She she charged me. If I wanted to duck, she would. Oh no, no. Oh no, you just wanted security for me, right? I want security for you now. No, don't cry. No, no, no. I want you to call security. I, thank you. I just came to get my free panty. You know how you get the coupon in the mail. And I got to pick up my Converse boots from Nordstrom. I don't know why this is happening to me. I, don't charge me. Oh, you want to? Oh, yeah, she. No! I'm scared to even approach her. You're scaring me. Like, you gotta go postal. No, why don't she walk away from me? No, I was here. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Why don't I walk away from her? Why don't she get away from me? She could get away. Go wherever you want to go. This is crazy. Saying I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. Yeah, crazy lady.
Okay, she attacked me and try to say I attacked her. You cut. Look at this. Get away from me! Oh, y'all better get this lady. You got to You got to get this. Get the security. Get the security. Look at this. Yes, can y'all get, get her away from me? Get her away from me! Oh, mercy. Get her away from me! Get her away from me! No, I gotta just protect myself. She's trying to attack me. No, no, no. Once her name was shown on that video, um, they just looked her up to see where she lives, what type of jobs she has. And I don't know, I guess they're not learning. And that whole thing about feeling that they can just disrespect and, and using the N-word, um, I don't I don't get that either. Because if we did that and started going around saying, hey, you white trash or, you know, whatever names that, <laughs> that's out there for white women, uh, trust me, they wouldn't like it, you know? But, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I don't I don't know understand how people can be so hateful though. Um I want to make sure everyone knows that you can look us up on otwtube.com for the podcast that's being recorded by the Empress Cindy Ashby in the background. And um also go to on the wake up radio.com. Call 844-818-4433 to listen in live. What exactly is the chemtrails conspiracy? I'm Steve Vasquez for Uproxx, and you've probably noticed these white streaks in the sky. There are clouds of water vapor that form when warm exhaust of a plane's engine encounters cold temperatures in the upper atmosphere. But some people think there's a lot more to the story. Conspiracy theorists call these chemtrails and believe the government is spraying chemicals into the atmosphere in order to control the weather and population, a practice they call geoengineering. Many theorists cite the sudden appearance and disappearance of these trails as proof that something is going on. I mean, you'll see a plane up there flying like normal, and then all of a sudden it starts spraying. However, scientists overwhelmingly agree there's no substance to the theory and that these condensation trails appear and disappear based on the moisture content of the air. Because the atmosphere is fairly dry, the streak is shorter and it disappears. But believers say the theory explains a lot, like increases in violence. And followers even include celebrities like Prince, who spoke about the theory in a 2009 interview. You know, when I was a kid, I used to see these trails in the sky all the time. And so oh, that's cool. A jet just went on. And then you started to see a whole bunch of them. And next thing you know, everybody in your neighborhood was fighting and arguing and you didn't know why. Okay. And, and you really didn't know why. I mean, everybody was fighting. And Kylie Jenner famously tweeted out an image speculating that chemtrails might have something to do with the population decline in honeybees. The theories persist in large part because they spread online. With so much information out there, conspiracy theories are bound to gain traction. So I saw, uh, I see them all the time here in in Texas, but I've seen them and didn't know what they were at some point, you know, and I looked into them and then I, I find out more. It's like going down a rabbit hole, right? So these chemicals are apparently possible could also have metals that are being released or they turn into metals when when they enter our bodies. And so there's a lot of concern with chemtrails because they're going into our crops and into our atmosphere. 
Um, and of course the government or the powers that be don't ever want to acknowledge that they're doing something, obviously. I mean, when you're zigzagging across the skies uh, I, and you're leaving behind this re residue, you know, so um, my thoughts are, you know, it's, it's important that we do protect ourselves, even if we don't know what they are, what it is, or they deny it. Right. And we take, the necessary precautions we need by metal detoxing and and making sure our immune systems are built up and and uh, things of that nature. So, Empress Cindy, did you have something you want to add? Hey, Queens. Okay, so basically, I remember reading some. You know, when they have the declassified stuff with the uh, government, and in the 1960s, they took a bunch of corks that are in bottles, you know, they, they cork in the bottles and they took glass and they, they crushed it real fine and they sprayed it all over people in South Carolina just to see what would happen. Ah, how lovely. Of large-scale tests. Here are some examples. Again, uncontested cases that are recognized by the American government. In 1953, Radioactive iodine was injected into newborns and pregnant women at Iowa University and also in Nebraska. In 1955, the CIA sprayed whooping cough bacteria off the coast of Tampa. Two died and dozens fell ill. Also in 1955, the CIA enlisted prostitutes in San Francisco opened two brothels and tested drugs on the clients. The sex was then filmed through a one-way mirror. In 1956, the army released millions of mosquitoes carrying yellow fever and dengue on the towns of Savannah and Avon. There were several deaths and hundreds of people infected. In 1960, in Cincinnati, the Army financed a radiation program on 90 destitute or ill inhabitants of the city's university hospital. Some died after several weeks. In 1966, the Army tested a virus in the New York Metro, then in Chicago. The bacteria was concealed in electric bulbs. The aim was to study the spread of chemical agents on a large scale. For these experiments, the Army or the CIA funded laboratories in the most prestigious universities, Yale, Stanford, Harvard, or Columbia. They all took part. Glorified by the idea of working for the nation's defense, the researchers went crazy. Dr. Kligman in uh, Philadelphia increases a dosage 468 times, which actually frightened Dow Chemical. They couldn't believe that a respected doctor would do that. Uh, in Washington, D.C., you had Walter Freeman, who was a very, very well-known lobotomist who traveled around the country doing lobotomies in his car. And he would use an ice pick. He could do 15 to 20 in a day. I 
it was just incredible what some doctors did. And very few, if any, people in the hospital or the medical community blew the whistle on it. It really was an, an egregious act. And it showed that the medical community was more interested in, in protecting its ass than in protecting the test subject and the patients, because a lot of doctors went off the deep end and started doing things that are just inconceivable now. On August 3rd, 1995, with the revelations mounting up, then-President Bill Clinton makes a public apology. Thousands of government-sponsored experiments did take place at hospitals, universities, and military bases around our nation. In too many cases, informed consent was withheld. Americans were kept in the dark about the effects of what was being done to them. The deception extended beyond the test subjects themselves to encompass their families and the American people as a whole. For these experiments were kept secret. And they were shrouded not for a compelling reason of national security, but for the simple fear of embarrassment. And that was wrong. So today, on behalf of another generation of American leaders, and another generation of American citizens, the United States of America offers a sincere apology to those of our citizens who were subjected to these experiments, to their families, and to their communities. Wow. That is that so diabolical. It, it doesn't cease to amaze me what we're breathing in, like to find out more and more, like the things that, you know, we're taking in on a daily basis that we never thought would really affect us like fluoride, so to speak, and aluminum that's in our deodorant. So does anyone else want to add to the conversation on, on this conversation, this topic? Uh, Empress uh, Angie. It's funny. <laughs> I is, you know, cause I do see that often and I'm always looking up cause I did notice that after a while, but I remember mentioning in front of my friend and she already thought that I was kind of like, I'm trying to figure out the word, like, being kind of crazy about it because I was just looking up and she made a joke because I'm like I was thinking the same thing I was like I don't know what that um that stuff that they're spraying in the sky is supposed to be like you know they're always doing it that I, I've never looked into it for the reason why and it's I feel like I've been seeing this since since young so and then to hear that somebody noticed especially Prince that there was like violence in the neighborhood after that is um pretty interesting i don't know i just when it comes to the government and everything else um yeah they're doing things to us that we really just can't even we don't have no say and especially trying to like eliminate the population somehow but yeah <laughs> right we should we should right should be aware of whatever we're being whatever's being put inside of us especially when we have no uh, absolute control over it you're doing it you know just in plain sight and then we find out later that you know this this shit's been going on, Jackie. Yeah, I'm. I just wanted to chime in and say that I remember when you know I grew up in South Carolina, and when I was younger, it was very common. Like in the summertime, when we had a lot of mosquitoes, um, they used to come around on these trucks, and on the back of the trucks there used to be these um like uh, sprayers. Right. And they, they would spray the entire neighborhood with these chemicals, um, you know, and I remember when we used, we used to be on the playground and my mom used to say, hey, they, they, the truck is coming through. Y'all come in a house. 
Mm. And we wouldn't be able to go back outside and play until about an hour, but maybe two hours after the truck would leave and the, and the fog would kind of dissipate. But then there used to be planes as well that used to fly over the community and spray the air um, with these chemicals as well. And it was supposed to be for the mosquitoes, they said. But then I believe that they, um, this was so many years ago, that they found that the the chemicals were deadly. We were all inhaling them. Mm-hmm. And then they um, restricted them. They, they could no longer come through our communities and spray. We didn't, we never asked them to. I just want to put that out there. I don't know. Right. In our neighborhood, ask them to come around and spray in a all black community. Um, and they were not black people spraying. Um, they wouldn't speak to us. They just drove through and sprayed. Um, and then, you know, drove over in these little crop duster planes and just dropped stuff in the neighborhood. So, yeah, I mean, I'm accustomed to seeing this all my life. And, you know, if, if it was dangerous then, it's definitely uh, even more so dangerous now. It's just more widespread. Yeah, and I also think that um, mosquito spraying you're talking about was linked to, um, uh, um, oh, what's the term I'm looking for here? Sterility, like creating, you know, sterility within our our own people. So, you know, not only did they have Planned Parenthood there to help with eugenics, but they cre- use this uh, method as well. Empress Monica? Uh yeah, I, I also remember seeing them a lot as a kid. And um, just like that was mentioned earlier, like there were always items in our stores that were never found in items that were in wealthier neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember as a kid buying what we called quarter water. And basically it was just a little, you know, artificially colored and flavored juice right. that we could get for a quarter, you know, and we all know about the malt liquors that you would never find in, you know, the richer neighborhoods or the neighborhoods that had more affluent people. And and just those things, like it, it's, it was always in our food, for sure, you know. Um, and now, like you said, it's coming down from the sky and it's just spreading everywhere. So, and, and what can you do aside from detox, 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 like at least monthly detox, so. Exactly. Because we got to do whatever we can for ourselves because, you know, we can't control everything. I, I I posted this video uh, the other day just saying that this is what we, we face every day because a lot of times we're not looking up. We're not looking around us and keeping watch of everything. And we don't know everything that we're ingesting. You know what I'm saying? So, Yes, Empress Cindy, thank you for joining us again. <laughs> this is this is the one the 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 mad worker behind the scenes of mad sciences right here, right? <laughs> I'm like a freaking phantom of the opera and shit in the dark. I know y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. No, but um, it's it's really alarming. I I know a lot of times people go conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, but 
if you even think about it, the, uh, you know, my daughter's 18 and the other day I bring her to the doctor and they're like, oh, you know, she has like a, a cyst, ovarian cyst that's ruptured. Well, we wasn't doing all that when we were like 18. It's not until you got older, like these things happen to you. And so it's almost like it's the food, it's the air, it's the water. It's fucked up. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right because we gotta wash and and make sure we rinse and wash our uh, vegetables and fruits. Like scrub them before you even eat them. Um, I think Empress Jackie can speak to that. With you know the farmers, have have you heard anything from the farmers on that, Empress Jackie? Um, what they've been doing over the last few years is not using chemicals. Um, what they are doing is trying to reduce the carbon footprint, so to speak. So now they're offering the farmers who reduce the carbon footprint um, an incentive um, to not use chemically, uh, chemically loaded uh, and pesticides and to start, um, uh, I guess, using other measures in, in order to keep the insects away. But um, you don't know what's in the other products that says that they're chemical, chemically free either. I mean, you if you're not the one that's producing it, then, you know, how do you know what's in them? Um, everything is, is capitalized off of. So, I mean, it's hard to trust anybody these days. The best bet is to um, wash your vegetables thoroughly, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thirty minutes, you should soak them. Oh, thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I I've... use my. I use soap. Yeah, I know. But I, how do I know they... a lot of people don't, but I I use soap. Empress Jackie, how do they protect their crops from the chemtrails? Do they and like? Does the chemtrails ever come to mind when they you're talking to farmers? No, that's never come up in a topic. Um, all they've ever discussed was uh, the pesticides okay. uh, that they use on the crops. And a lot of them have stopped using them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, now we're, we're trying to be forward thinkers. And a lot of them are talking about those hanging gardens or, you know, growing inside. And it's a, because it's a serious problem. Hydroponic. Um, but how do how do you get away from the insects? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll see. Right right now, they're just trying to take all the land, so there may not be any crops left in a minute. <laughs> That's true as well, since they're paying farmers to uh, destroy their crops. So, but that's a whole different day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> here. This is our last topic, ladies. In in the course of becoming a couple, both of you realized that you both liked women and you thought that polyamory having another woman in the relationship might resolve the trust issues. Is that accurate? Yes. I mean, why don't you tell me how that conversation went? Well, I mean, we always talked about it before we officially got in a relationship. That was something that I was interested in. And, you know, I figured that he wouldn't cheat. That would be okay. So that's why we. How did that work out? It didn't work out really well. I mean, it's still not working out because, I mean, he's still talking to people behind my back. He doesn't tell me anything. I thought we had some ruse established with it. And, 
Is he sleeping with the women that you were going to be in a threesome with alone? No. Well, one of the females he slept with before we uh-huh. met. So uh-huh. he wasn't supposed to bring her to our relationship. It was right. supposed to be someone we both didn't know. Will, will, will. I say, <laughs> don't open them doors sometimes. You better keep them closed. But uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> Empress Monica, you shake your head. Tell me. Um, I haven't really known too many people who have been able to successfully have those type of relationships. So yeah, I I shake my head because I'm I don't think it could ever be me. You know, I just nah. Yeah. Um. What about you, Empress Nelly? You back? I see you inspired this topic, so uh, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> I'm going to just say this. And I've said this before somewhere else on the Zoom. Every woman, whether they were voluntarily or involuntarily, they have been in a polygamous relationship. So... If you voluntarily want to go into a polygamous relationship, I'd advise you to do your due diligence, investigate the hell out of both of them individuals thoroughly. Because if you don't know the people that you're going into this relationship with, you're liable to get burnt in more ways than you want to be. So I have a question. How much time do you think somebody should take to investigate? Look, so what is it? The average three to six months before you actually get to see the real side of somebody? That's that that that's about what it is. Three to six months. I say a year. Because you're still not gonna see everything in that first three to six months. Facts. You're gonna have to let them get extra comfortable with you. And when they let it down and let go, then you're going to know. Ashe. I um, just want to piggyback off of that a little bit. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, um, to anyone else. I mean, to each his own, you know. Um, it's never been something that I have uh, delved into. Um, but I can say that a lot of people that I know, a lot of couples, um, we call them our lifestyle crews, um, they're open to it. I do know a lot of couples that live that lifestyle and um, it never lasted. It, it was good for the, like the first five to seven years um, and, and a lot of fun. So I've heard. But I've seen those relationships go way left when, you know, the female brought another friend of hers in. They were cool. Um, they'd known each other for all their lives. And then the, the man tended to show more attention to one more than the other. And that causes dissension. And it causes a problem. Um, so if that man is not up to task, to give equal and undivided attention to both, it could ruin a, a, a friendship between the women. 
And I, I've seen that happen more times than I wanted to. Go for it, Empress uh, Cindy. What you got on your mind? Well, you know, I always be like, you know, I tell the business. I just tell it. <laughs> like met, a, met a brother. The brother was like, yeah, you know, because I'm married and I got, I got 10 kids, 50 baby mamas, yada, yada, yada. He want to build El Kebalon, la, 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 whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, because that's what you used to say, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. And never, like, seen him, seen him. So he, we were corresponding. And then, you know, one day I said to him, well, you know, like, what are you doing? What are you building? Okay, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But the brother didn't want to work. He wanted the sisters to do all the work. He wanted everybody to bring a check. I said, well, this is not, this is pimp shit. That's a pimp. That's a pimp. You want to be a pimp. So then you need to go on a corner and then pimp your hoes. Because at the end of the day, how you, you supposed to be the king. How work in Africa? Somebody explain it to me. I'm slow. Nelly? So, um, hi. How's everybody doing this evening? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Come through, sis. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, ain't no man in his right mind if he was going to be in a polygamous relationship need to be sitting on his ass. Because I, I probably speak for all of these wives that he has when they all probably think it to themselves. We don't need him to be able to take care of the house. Obviously, he ain't what we supposed to be doing. This is uh, everybody, like like you said, Cindy, all the sisters go out there and get the bread and he just sit in the house. So basically, bro, what is your community? Hey, can I say this word? Are you community dick, bro? Are you, we just passing you through the house? Like all 10 of us is just taking turns with you? What are you going to do when we get all, when we all get tired of the same damn thing? And you ain't doing shit else. <laughs> are you cleaning the kids? Are you cleaning the house? Are you washing the clothes? Are you cooking? What are you doing that you have 10 women taking care of your ass? I'm done now. I yield. Yeah, but that's probably why you said, uh, Empress Nelly, that you should vet them out because. I mean, obviously, you did your due diligence in for Cindy, and this person told you, you know, what they were about. So you found out like right away. So that was like the ancestors working, you know, divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Count yourself blessed, um, Empress Angie. What what you got on this? Uh, so I know about all of this all too well. So when it comes to polyamorous, I feel like ever since like labels, titles and stuff have been put out there, I feel like people now just say things because especially maybe the men mostly, um, the minute that they say things like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm polyamorous, I'm this, that. And I feel like if they, they know that there's women out there who's that's something that they, you know, that they want to do, something that they've been looking into, I just feel like some people use that, for, you know, for their benefit, not even understanding anything about it, what it's, you know, what it means and what it consists of and how it works. But um, I've been through that myself. And I just felt that the guy, when he said that, uh, you know, he was saying that he's poly, his intentions were completely different. His, his thing was he just wanted just to sleep around. He just wanted to just put that label out there. And women were like, oh, really? You're poly? I'm poly too. 
it just got them all excited. And next thing you know, he has he's adding women onto his list. And that's not really what he's about because I don't feel like he understands that at all. Um, because I do, I that's something that I am into, um, but it hasn't happened because I feel like everything has to do with people have to be on the same page and they have to understand. I mean, I've heard things about, of course, people are going to get jealous. It's human nature. We can't, you know, avoid that, but it's all about finding people who are on that same level and understanding. And like I said, being on the same page, right. it's not something because like the, the video that was just shown, she was like, oh, so he won't cheat. So then that's not the husband or man for you. You don't just say, hey, let's just have a threesome so you won't cheat. That's not a reason to become poly for that reason. If he's going to be a cheater, he's a cheater. That's not a reason to become that just to keep him from cheating. Because, look, he was still doing what he was doing anyway behind her back. So I just feel people just take a label and title and they just just make it to work for them. And they just change everything around. So, Right. It's almost like they they have, um, you know. Uh, the economics. They, they, Say it again, Empress Monica. The economics, like they leave that part out. Right. The economics to that, to that right. whole relationship. They brought it like almost dishonor or, or shame, made it a shameful thing in, in a sense. Like it's not being used appropriately, like you said, Angie. And, and it is more so for building wealth, generating uh, generational wealth and building and team building. Um, from what I've, just from what I've, heard or seen on it people talking about it i follow uh i want to say his name is kevin um and he's in a polyamory relationship he's on face facebook um but anyway um but yeah it it i think it has to be for those those people involved and you do need to vet them out if you if that is something you're interested in like thoroughly like empress nelly mentioned and and empress angie's like you have to come correct. Like this is what this is for. And this is the purpose of us being together. There's substance behind it. Not just the superficial layer of having sex and fucking whoever the fuck you want to fuck. It's like, <laughs> that's all you want is, is several fuck buddies in the house, you know? Uh, Empress Crystal, did you want to add before we, we uh, close this thing out tonight? No, I just agree um, with Angie there that I think a lot of the men are based on sex and they want to say, oh, I'm poly for this reason. Um, I think women have a different perspective. The ones that that agree with it want to do it out of sisterhood and out of um, uh, responsibility of the relationship itself. Um, men just find it easier to say I'm poly and hey, like that's that's going to have the, their girls agree with it. Oh, this is more normal to say that than, hey, I just want to be with other women. Exactly. And for Cindy? So here's what people don't even talk about. Motherfuckers be broken as fucking glass. You putting a bunch of broken ass glass motherfuckers together, they gonna cut each other. Nobody, you know, you know, when you get in a relationship, you got to, did you like your mama? Did you like your father? All that shit. And people not thinking like that. It's not just about economic because if y'all don't get along on the ideology and y'all don't get along on child rearing or y'all don't, this motherfucker know how to cook. This motherfucker don't know how to cook. It's, it's regular, simple shit. It's really not that hard. But now you got a bunch of fucked up people with bad parasites, entities, demonic shit. And now it's like, oh, it didn't work because everybody was out for self. And that's the thing. It's supposed to be bringing together, but 
Like I said, if it's a bunch of broken glass and ain't nobody try to fix themselves and heal and go, okay, this is what I want to do, then it don't make you might as well stay by your fucking self or keep farting and hoeing yourself out. But why get into a relationship? It's like, why get married if you still going to fuck everybody else type shit? That's facts. That's facts. Nelly, you want to get the like, word in here? Okay, so I'm sorry. So um, I honestly, and I made this statement in the third, I honestly feel like if you're going to be in a polygamous relationship, the women should be out there finding additional sister wives because the women are the ones that are going to be dealing with each other on a day-to-day basis. We're only going to see the brother maybe once or twice, maybe three times a week, depending on how many wives he has. So if you're going to be in a polygamous relationship, it will probably be healthier for the whole relationship if the, I guess she would be wife number one, was able to get along with wives three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however many they are. So she should be the one to go out there and pick them. And I mean, if she loves her husband, she already know what his preference is. She just needs to find somebody within his preference that will also be able to match her energy. That's all I got. A lot of sense. I also agree with uh, Cindy because um, the emotional maturity, the emotional IQ of people, uh, that's going to play a huge part. So if, if everybody's not even focusing on their growth and even to that point to where they can accept, you know, okay, this is what we're doing in this relationship, you know, basically just having some type of contract um, that everybody has their role, then yeah, that's a disaster waiting to happen. I agree. I agree with Empress Cindy as well, because you do have to have some uh, growth. You can't be coming in broken and, you know, you, you broken glass, you don't cut everybody up. So that that's not going to help as, as a unified front. So I definitely understand that coming in with knowing that people are in a, in a state of healing if they haven't already healed, you know, on, on that, you know, path, but, you know, cause we're always working on ourselves in some, some way we should be, you know, so anybody else have any uh, last words? So I just, I have a question um, for any of the ladies that want to answer. Would it be like Nelly said, the wisest decision in a, a poly relationship for the sisters to select the male in this relationship instead of uh, um, a relationship that already exists between a man and a woman and then them find another partner? Would it be best that two women that are open to sharing a male to find the best male for themselves? That's a question to anybody that wanna answer. I think so. I think that would work. I think it just depends on the group though, too. Like if it's already two sisters that they, they know that they would be good in a relationship in a polyamory relationship. I think that they could definitely try to come to, I think it would be di- more difficult. The more, the more sisters you have though, I think at some point it would probably become a, a little m- more, more difficult in that way. If there are, are more women involved because now you have each woman's preference and you're trying to create this man for this one man for five different women. So, um, but yeah, I think it, that could definitely be a way to work it around or as Empress Nelly mentioned, 
the main wife or quote unquote main wife picks the the sister for the husband and wife in that instance. So thank you. Just I'm trying to time. just trying to oh, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> I'm not in I'm not in one, but just to see, you know, I, I want I'm the type of person that loves to see anyone's relationship work, no matter what your preference is, um, in our community, period. So whether it's poly, whether, um, you know, it's a monotonous relationship, it doesn't matter. But what can we do to make sure that these relationships last in our communities? Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just, um, you know, we gotta, we have to take a look at the, the partners that we pick and the, um, you know, to have, try to have longevity and, and sustainability in our communities. Selective, be selective. Yes, Empress Angie. There's a there's a movie to watch that uh, is pretty interesting, and especially how Wonder Woman came about too. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, because that also does in the movie show about them becoming all three of them as a couple um, polyamorous. So that would probably be a good movie to watch. I watched it. So <laughs> all right, y'all check that out. Um, we are on on, on the wakeupradio.com. And we want to thank Empress Cindy. We want to say peace to the family who is listening in. Thank you for joining Divine Femininity. And we're out. So lovely hanging with you ladies. Peace, Empress. It's been a pleasure. Good night, lovely queens. Good, Good night. night. Good night, Cindy. And thanks you. once again. Thank you. Yes. Have a wonderful Many night. Blessings. Peace. Love you, Cindy. Peace. How to sign up for OTWT. Type in OTWTube in your browser. It will bring up the home page. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email, select a username, and then enter a good secure password. Now you're at the home page. Click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username now search in the search bar for otw2 which is the page we're going to subscribe to click subscribe click add as friend as well as click where the videos are click on a video to view like that video as well as comment and your exercise is done. Thank you for your support. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby Production. Ashby Production. Ashby Production. On the wake up.